Hey, Z, what's going on, man? It's Rare Todd. I know it's been a long time, but I just wanted to call in. You were saying you wanted people to call in. I'm calling in, and I can't believe you befriended the amazing Randy. That is awesome. I was really heartbroken when he passed, and uh, I've, I've been a big fan. Uh, I used to read his... Um, uh, James Randi Educational Foundation website over and 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 over again. And you got to befriend the guy and, and you met him and played music with somebody else in his house. And that's awesome. Anyway, Z, I hope you're doing well. Uh, sorry for being gone so long and, uh, hang in there, man. Take care. Cheers. Rare Todd. It was... <laughs> I'm very tongue-tied here. It's really uh, good to hear from you, and thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, Randy will indeed be missed by me and the world at large and to generations to come. Um, he was quite an influence um, towards our efforts to attain humanity. Um, yeah, he was more than a friend. He had actually adopted me. Uh, he was my legal guardian, and uh, and I was also his protege as a magician. And we um, also worked together. I opened up for Randy um, for many, many shows, including the World Ergonomics Conference that was put on by the Erickson Group. Um, but I'll be talking about I was going to do a series but you know at this point uh, I'll be talking about Randy for uh, the rest of my life and um, and reiterating all the experiences and things that uh, he taught me uh, not only when I was with him uh, as a protege but uh, over the years right up until uh, his passing. So, um, you're listening to a piece I just recorded. I call it Snowy Jazz, but we'll rename it <laughs> something. I'll play it just the music uh, on its own a little later in the uh, broadcast. I'll also be playing some of the music that was written this time of year, but from perhaps season one, two, or three, as I usually have been doing uh, during this season. So stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for more Randy stories and uh, stories of doing podcasts out in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas because we got snow, folks. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, I will be out uh, for the season for snowboarding or skiing because of a uh, badly injured foot. So... Uh,
So hopefully that will equate to some more quality podcasting and content for you folks. Be sure to check me out over at sifuz.com and get all of your sifu knowledge or uh, kung fu knowledge and wisdom over at sifuz.com. If you'd like to contribute to this show, you can do so at paypal.me slash sifuz. All right, stay tuned. Integrity Radio. I'm an old guy. I survived myself. You don't know what you don't know. And those that do know won't be listened to. The arrogance of ignorance far outweighs the excitement of learning. For some. For many. Resting on one's laurels has become much more lucrative than pushing for more detail, for creating greater integrity, giving in to the entropy of nature, marginalizing our human innate technology, taking it for granted, benefiting the technology, but giving no respect to the history or the science involved. I have no answers. What I have is solutions that require your attention. Bruce Lee was a Wing Chun man. The United States lost the Vietnamese War because the Vietnamese were using Wing Chun tactics and psychology. I want to pause just for a moment to reflect on the dog barking in the background. I can't help but correlate this little yapping dog with the topic of discussion I'm having right now with you. That dog has been barking since early this morning. It's almost noon. It has been barking incessantly like this for hours and hours. There's a correlation there somewhere. Speaking of barking dogs, the UFC has been won inadvertently by many Wing Chun principles. Only now is Joe Rogan coming to terms with and understanding the profound value 
of Wing Chun. As America continues to lose the wars that it creates, as America continues to lose its center and struggles to maintain balance and perspective, other countries and their peoples are becoming more and more Wing Chun literate. Other countries such as Sweden or Saudi Arabia. Our Eurocentric perspective has really left out major parts of history, which we will forever be doomed to repeat. Luckily, much like the stars in the sky that we're still able to see, we can still retrieve these parts of history that our psychologies can greatly benefit from. It's wise to know where you come from, least you wind up back from where you started. So intellectually, what are some starting places here? Musashi, Book of Five Rings. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Lao Tzu, The 81 Palms of the I Ching. These are intellectually good starting points before you try to understand Wing Chun. I'm not alone here. I theorize that the roots of Wing Chun are actually Polynesian. The Chinese were very active in learning and discovering and exploring. Sun Yat-sen, the founder of modern China, had profoundly learned from Western culture and specifically from America. Sun Yat-sen was Chinese, yet he was schooled in Hawaii on Oahu. Chinese racism and American racism has really helped maintain a certain amount of ignorance. They have learned a lot more from us than we have learned from them. I think this has become more and more obvious. At this point, it doesn't matter if you know Wing Chun or not. You have to fight the anti-enlightenment movement that is sweeping around the world and threatening our very existence. We are enlightened by science, logic, reason, and humanity. There are those out there that would like to deny this. There are perhaps even elements within ourself that would like to deny the Enlightenment. We broke from our evolutionary path long ago, yet there are those that would like to return to it. There are even those that would like to deny evolution or to misconstrue that evolution has our best interest in mind. 
So indeed, you don't need to know Wing Chun in order to fight and resist these elements. But it certainly helps. It certainly helps if you're in the fight to win and not just to play the game. Leave a review for Integrity Radio on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening to Integrity Radio. Now, I'm both the foster son and a protege of the amazing Randy. And, you know, so I pretty much agree with Randy. But there's one thing that I have not agreed with him on, and that is that religion was our first attempts at science. You see, I postulate that science and technology are innate within us. It's what has allowed us to separate us from the other species. I think science and technology is what has allowed an otherwise very frail species to flourish. However, he's much well older than I am, and also I would even say probably, um, I don't know, more learned, shall we say? I mean, Randy is in constant contact with some of the greatest minds in the world. So... I disagree, but uh, I haven't really pressed my idea or perspective on this. Well, finally, I have been vindicated. Check this out. Why do people believe in God? New research says we're not born believers after all. Is it intuition that causes people to believe in gods or logic? According to researchers from the universities of Coventry and Oxford, the answer is neither. Previous research has generally held that religious people rely more on gut instinct than factual analysis, and in the event that they do become more analytical, they become less religious. But now new research shows that the biggest factor in determining a person's religiosity isn't intuition, but culture. Your upbringing and social environment are probably what determined your degree of faith, not your gut. People aren't born believers, meaning they aren't religious because of certain characteristics in their personalities. A study detailing the research was published today in the journal Scientific Reports. Religious belief is most likely rooted in culture rather than in some primitive gut intuition, led author Miguel Farias said in a press release. There has been a long debate on this matter, but our studies have challenged the theory that being a religious believer is determined by how much individuals rely on intuitive or analytical thinking. The researchers studied individuals along northern Spain's Camino de Santiago de Compostela, one of the largest, world's largest pilgrimage routes. They asked the pilgrims 
a variety of questions to determine how strongly they believed in their faith, and then had them participate in a probability test that determined whether they made decisions based more on intuition or on logic. Contrary to most contemporary research, the team concluded that the pilgrims showed no link between faith and intuition. The same results bore out even when the team increased the test to intuition with mass math puzzles and used painless electrical currents to stimulate their analytical processes. That third method had previously been used to show the areas of the brain that are engaged in atheists when they're confronted with an argument for supernatural faith. The team says that the results indicate that assumptions about religious people being intuitive people are premature. Rather, faith is informed by a nurture-based process, which includes things like your education and the way you were raised. We don't think people are born believers in the same way we inevitably learn a language at an early age. Farias said in the press release, the available sociological and historical data show that what we believe in is mainly based on social and educational factors and not on cognitive styles such as intuitive or analytical thinking. This article was written by Castalia Medrano for Newsweek, written on November 8th, 2017. A smart person knows what they want. A wise person knows what they do not want. said no.
you just heard Z to Z, which uh, is my homage to Frank Zappa. And um, it was just, it's all done on the phone using the on-screen instruments, if you know what I mean by that. Um, It just simply means that I'm using the phone as the instrument and as the recording device. So it's an all-in-one thing. I'm not using any interfaces or a MIDI keyboard to access the sounds. So, um, and it's, it's, you know, art to me is, and I'm sure to many, art is the restrictions that you create for yourself in order to uh, go forward so you can have choices and move forward with your choices. Um, I've, you know, this seems to be true in painting and, uh, and certainly uh, for me, again, is true in music and it seems to feel very artistic to try to create music with just the phone. It, it creates those those limitations. Um, and sure, I, I could um, hook up digital interfaces uh, and play guitar or play piano or drums into the phone and just use the phone as the recorder. But if you can do both, why not? So um, that was Z to Z. The one prior to that was an oldie but goodie, Fight the Cold. The rash around your arm, heart-shaped and inflamed. It's my favorite line in that song. And before that was um, what I keep saying I'm going to change the name, but I don't know. I think it's Snowy Jazz. (laughs) And again, that's a more... uh, That was made just for this episode, as was Z to Z. As I look back on my time with Randy, I think of my more recent encounters with him, uh, visiting him out in Clearwater. And, um, man, there's just so much that I'd like to share with you guys. Um, but mostly I think what needs to be communicated is just the love. The love that Randy both gave um, and the love that he received. The old song, the the love that you receive is uh, equal to the love you, you, you give. I think it's a Beatles song. Well, Randy certainly was the embodiment of that. And um, 
you know, Penn just recently had mentioned that President Biden only has one job, and that job is to love everybody. And I can't help but to hear Randy's wisdom within his words. I hear Randy when I hear Penn talk like that. One of the interesting things, I was a, I was a mime when I was training with Randy. So, um, and this was pre-sort of Penn and Teller. And, um, you know, the one thing that I had always wanted to be was a slick, fast talk, talker, like a circus barker, or, you know, one of those really quick-witted uh, comedian-type magicians, but that just wasn't my strength. My strength was in physical performance, and so I wound up focusing on mime, and I always wanted to be able to do both. And within Penn and Teller, Randy saw that, that ability of a magician and the ability of a, of a mime magician and the ability of a circus barker. <laughs> They're all in one with Penn and Teller, and I think Penn and Teller are Randy's one of Randy's most proudest oh accomplishments um, as Randy puts it um, he put Penn and Teller together uh, Penn has a slightly different story but it all still cooperates there would be no Penn and Teller if there were no Randy and um, it's just interesting to be sort of um, I don't know Part of that whole thing, even though it's um, not an obvious and overt part. In fact, I have no idea if Penn acknowledges my uh, the role that I play in Randy's life and his life. But you know, oh well. <laughs> um, but, you know, the two people I think I heard Randy speak the most about um, when I would go visit him uh, over the you know, past few years was Penn and Teller, um, Penn specifically, <laughs> and Ray. Ray, oh, I forget his name, but Ray, uh, if... Anyway, it knows Randy would have heard Randy speak of Ray. I'm sorry, I can't recall the last name. Um, I'm just sort of riffing on some random but more recent memories. Um, okay, well, I did not realized this was going to be um, such a musical uh, episode. And it has become uh, a musical episode. Uh, some of the stuff that was played in the beginning of the episode is really a throwback from 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. Um, 
All right. Well, we're going to cap this episode. And, um, you know, I listened to Integrity Radio on the um, iPhone. Oh, the the podcasting that they have. The Apple iTunes, I guess. I don't know what they're calling it these days. But on Apple's platform, I listened to um, the show. And I also noticed I only have like three and a half stars. Oh, my goodness. Well, three and a half stars is better than two and a half stars or three stars. But if you enjoy the show, would you do me a big flavor and uh, go to the Apple platform and look up Integrity Radio and give it a, uh, a positive rating, if you will. If you don't like the show... Um, that's okay. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> and, um, if you'd like to join in on the show, uh, maybe get in on the end of the fourth season here, because we'll, we'll soon be going into season five of Integrity Radio, uh, give us a call. Download the Anchor.fm app and you can call in. And that would be super swell. It was good to hear from Rare Todd, and I uh, will be listening to his show shortly. Um, if you would like to contribute to this show and um, proliferate the content, then you can do that over at paypal.me slash if you want to learn some kung fu, go check out my website, sifuz.com. All right, thanks for listening. And I think I'll go out with this, the song you're hearing in the background. Um, I'll, I'll play that in its entirety without <laughs> me talking over it, of course. And then I think it's only right that we go out with a wiffle blast. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Integrity Radio.
You wanna whiffle. You wanna whiffle.